how y'all doing? It's your girl, Dr. P. <laughs> it's Thursday. It is Thursday. By God's grace and God's mercy, it is Thursday. And you know if it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. Dr. P on the pod, yeah. Family, you know, I hope you are staying safe. You're continuing to stay safe. Um, please do what you know to do. Do not let this virus catch you, please. Please, I am excited about my guest today. My guest today is Edna Kane Williams, the Senior Vice President of Multicultural Leadership of AARP. I am so excited to have our sister Edna Kane Williams on the pod with me today. You know, um, June, June, June is here. Hey. I mean, January, February, March, April, May, June is here. And I want to give a shout out to all of our high school graduates that are graduating uh, this week and in June, next over the next two weeks. Just happy, 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 happy graduation. I know that uh, President Barack Obama has uh, done the commencement exercise, but I want you to know that from my heart to yours, I am very, very, very proud of you. Back to my special guest who is on the line and ready to go. She'll be with us in a sec. Edna Kane Williams. In her role as Senior Vice President of Multicultural Leadership at AARP, she's responsible for the development and execution of strategy relating to growing the association's multicultural audiences, including Hispanic, Latino, African-American, Black, and Asian-American Pacific Islanders, American Indian, Alaskan Native, and LGBT audiences. I am so excited to have our sister Edna Kane Williams today. Ha! But if it's Thursday, good God have mercy, it's Dr. P on the pod. We are back. 
We are back. And I told you that we had a special guest today. And she is on the line. She is Edna Kane Williams, the Senior Vice President of Multicultural <laughs> Leadership at AARP. And uh, I know many of you listening today, you know our sister Edna Kane Williams. She is, no, she's very familiar. She's always at some church function in the African-American community. She is doing a fantastic job at AARP. She's been working over well, 20 years. You. And you're welcome. 20 years experience in working <laughs> senior management positions within both nonprofit and for-profit organizations with an emphasis on strategic planning, targeted marketing, community outreach, media campaigns, partnership development, and program mm -hmm. development. In other words, there is nothing she cannot oh. do. Edna, we are so happy okay. to have you on the pod today. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Pranessa. Thank you so much for the invitation. You are so welcome. You know, the bomb and Gilead, we are uh, just so honored and appreciative of our partnership with, with AARP. And uh, it's a partnership that's been going on for a minute. Uh, and uh, we're excited that uh, this year we are really in partnership and uh, around COVID-19 and Healthy Churches 2030 conference coming up. And we just thank you. Thank you so much for our partnership. But, you know, I know you got a lot to talk about today. So let's get right into it because we're going to talk about how to survive and thrive ha! in the face of COVID-19. <laughs> how to survive and thrive in the face of COVID-19. So, you know, we're going to tackle three different um, components here. Uh, caregiving, resources, and something that's dear to your heart, fraud. So we know that AARP is always fighting on behalf of older adults. We know that that's your mission, is to empower people to choose how they live as they age. So can you tell us more about AARP and how you make life better for the 50 plus population and generations that follow. Sure. And you know, uh, uh, you could say I'm biased, but I'm so glad we have an organization like AARP, especially today as we're dealing with this new normal and this um, pandemic. AARP, of course, is a membership organization, but we first like to describe ourselves as a social mission organization. Uh, we are all about, as you said um, briefly in my introduction, making sure that people over the age of 50 and their families can live their best lives. So whether you're a member or, non, or, or, or not, we really are focused on pushing out information and education that can help people live their best lives. Now, you can join AARP. I'm proud to say that we are 38 million members strong. Uh, and, and a lot of those members, about 5 million, are from the African-American community. And we are so glad that we can be a voice and, and can serve the African-American community in many ways. We do educational programming. We are a major voice on Capitol Hill in Congress in D.C., as well as state legislatures throughout uh, the country. We have 53 state offices, and, of course, that includes the District of Columbia and the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. But those state offices, and along with the national staff, really work day in and day out to improve the lives, to make 
uh, sure that folks over the age of 50 can live their best lives. And with this pandemic and with this particular virus uh, being so uh, uh, lethal, really, for people as they older adults, we found that we're in a unique position to make sure that we're uh, 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 putting the needs and the concerns of older adults uh, uh, in, in the forefront. So that includes people who are in nursing homes, and we, 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 I'm sure you're aware of all of the news reports that, that really show devastating statistics about how the virus is impacting uh, older adults in nursing homes, and also their families who can't get to them in nursing homes, help making sure that they understand uh, what resources are available, what they should be doing, what questions they should be asking. So uh, I really have thought many times, I'm so glad, well, it's a privilege to work for AARP, but I'm so glad that we have an organization like AARP that can be really put boots on the ground and, and, and people in communities and just be working so nonstop on behalf of people over the age of 50. Well, I am happy to say that I am a card-carrying member of AARP. I'm, happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a card-carrying member of AARP. And if any listeners, if you're not a card-carrying member, you need to go sign up right about now, right about now, and become a member of AARP. So, my sister Edna, why do you think there is such disparity within African-Americans in nursing homes compared to homes that chiefly serve white residents? Well, I think, and, and we see that nursing homes uh, in general um, are having uh, more, uh, this, this virus, COVID-19, nobody predicted the impact it would have uh, within uh, nursing homes. And I think uh, it's, you know, uh, uh, so many pe people have focused on the disparities both inside nursing homes and in the communities for African-Americans, for Hispanic Latinos. There have been lots of articles recently, even about uh, American Indians, uh, Native Americans on um, uh, reservations. And I think it has to do with uh, co comorbidities. We know that people who have other chronic conditions are at greater risk. As we mentioned, age is a risk factor. Uh, uh, access to quality health care is a risk factor. So those who don't have uh, insurance or maybe their insurance is not uh, uh, top-notch uh, and they can't get the care that they need. There have been issues uh, uh, related to uh, the availability of testing. So uh, nursing homes have been hard hit. One of the things that uh, AARP has done in looking at what's happening with nursing homes. We've identified, and really we've heard from so many family members who are struggling. What can I do? I have a family member in a nursing home. I don't know what their risk is. I don't know what, what questions I should ask. So we actually developed a list of six questions that we want anyone who has a family member in a nursing home to be sure to ask. And one of those questions is, has anyone in the nursing home tested positive for COVID-19? You want to know, and that includes both any residents as well as staff or vendors. So that's one thing we want people to ask. Another question is, what is the nursing home doing to prevent infections? How are the nursing home staff being screened? What precautions are in place? 
As a family member, you have a right to ask these questions and to get answers to these questions. Another key question is, does nursing home staff have personal protective equipment? We hear a lot about PPE. PPE, personal protective equipment. That means masks, face shields, gowns, gloves. That they, and these, of course, PPE, personal protective equipment, is needed not only to keep the staff safe, but it also keeps the patient safe. Another, and there's just six questions, but I want to get through all of them quickly. Another, the fourth is, what is the nursing home doing to help residents stay connected with their families or other loved ones during this time? There are, well, many have closed their doors to visitors. There are other options. Can they call their loved ones by phone? Do they have video capability? Uh, will the uh, nursing home set up a regular schedule for you to speak with your loved one so that you have designated times when you can reach out and talk to your loved one? Finishing out this list that's very important for people who have family members in nursing homes, what is the plan for the nursing home to communicate important information to both residents and families on a regular basis? So you shouldn't have to figure out from newspapers or word of mouth what's happening. There should be a plan of communication in place. And then finally, is the nursing home currently at full staffing levels for nurses, aides, and other workers, or are they working at reduced capacity? Because reduced capacity can have negative consequences Consequences if they can't reach, uh, can't adequately serve all of the nursing home residents. So what we're trying to focus on at AARP is understanding the situation. Nursing home residents, both African-Americans, Hispanic, Latinos, really all nursing home residents are at risk. What can families do to protect their uh, family members' rights, to keep the information flowing, and to reduce any negative outcomes and consequences? You know, uh, that is some list and such an important list, um, such an important list. And we are excited, family, that this week, this week, the bomb in partnership with AARP, we are going to be sending out a special newsletter. Newsletter, the newsletter is filled uh, with AARP resources, articles from AARP. So look out for it. It's coming to you this this week and make sure that when you get it you then share it that you send it to everybody you know you send it don't just hold on to it you you get it you read it and you send it out to everybody you know because we must make sure that we have the information that we need we must have the information that we need so you look out for that special newsletter coming out this week from Baum and Gilead in partnership with AARP. So, and then my next question is about, you know, we know that so many adults are facing loneliness during this time. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. I feel pretty lonely myself. Um, mm -hmm. uh, what is the community connection platform and how can it help people stay in touch amidst the pandemic? Well, and, and that's such a good question. We've been uh, tracking uh, this phenomenon known as social isolation for a while. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's no secret that as you age, often your, your sort of network of family and friends uh, grows smaller. There's, there, there are deaths in your network, and, and um, sometimes it's not uh, easy to uh, replace. So you find yourself dealing with fewer and fewer people. Uh, older adults are often 
isolated, um, don't talk to people on the phone very often, don't have many visitors uh, as they age. Uh, Their family members may live um, quite a distance. And you're right, Pernessa. I mean, even, you know, and and in the midst of a pandemic, when we're many communities are under stay-at-home orders, uh, people are even more at risk of uh, social isolation because, you know, it's such a stark difference, right? I mean, I remember back in January, February, we were going to restaurants and, mm-hmm. and you know, even going to a dry cleaner, you know, and or, or the grocery store was just no big deal. And now those are, you know, di- you know um, activities of daily living that ha- have been sharply curtailed and it's not anything for folks to be in the house 10, 12 hours a day, if not the whole day. So it, it, the whole week. The whole uh, week ended. The whole, the whole week. week. The whole week. <laughs> weeks. It just boggles my mind. The whole week. I mean, I go out and go to the mailbox, and sometimes that's the height of my day because I'm right. outside. <laughs> but in, in, as a way of um, responding to this and to help people feel like they didn't have to um, deal with this uh, situation alone, AARP launched, uh, it's been a couple of months now, a program called AARP Community Connections. And this is to help people find support in local in their local communities. Uh, uh, it's in both English and Spanish. It's an online tool that helps you stay in touch with neighbors while physically distancing. You can find help or you can give help. So this is both for people who need support, but also people who want to figure out how they can give back. Uh, so if you're feeling alone, you can use AARP Community Connections or call one eight 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 two eight one. 0145 and ask for an AARP um, and, and to ask for a phone call from an AARP volunteer that can take place Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. To, to 5 p.m. So it's like a phone buddy system. And sometimes we know that um, I called uh, an older aunt the other day and I really felt so bad because I could tell that she was just dying to, to talk with someone. It had been about a week since I had last spoke to her, but I really heard in her voice that she just wanted to talk. She just wanted to feel connected to someone. So AARP Community Connections, again, is a new uh, 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 program that we're launching. We're doing it in partnership with with community organizations from uh, all across the country. We're looking for both people who want to be connected as well as people who want to volunteer to connect with folks. So once again, that number for AARP Community Connections is 888-281-0145. And that newsletter that you mentioned uh, at the the top of uh, this portion, one, I'm so grateful for our partnership. You and the BOM uh, are just such uh, a great organization and you're such a great advocate. But thank you for the opportunity for us to showcase some of this information in your newsletter. So this, the more information about AARP Community Connections is in the newsletter, as well as information about nursing homes, those six questions, more information about how uh, uh, African Americans and, and, and others are particularly at risk of uh, COVID-19. So it's, it's a great vehicle for us and thank you for allowing us to share information in your newsletter. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are coming down to the, to, to the end of this conversation, but I'm not gonna let you go until we talk about fraud and how mm-hmm. the uh, older uh, individuals 
uh, hit hard. Uh, even before COVID-19, there was a rise in the number of robocalls and texts and emails or calls about yeah. texts from the government, bills, bill cancellation, fraudulent donations. Now there are ads for test kits and phone calls for vaccinations. I, um, you know, how do people protect themselves from fraud? Well, you know, and you're right, it's such a shame. You know, you you know, it's such a shame that there are people who try to basically make money off of the, the woes and, and, and circumstances of, of the 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 most vulnerable. And you're right. Um there have been, you know, um so the the virus and the pandemic have um led to a dramatic increase in the number of scams and frauds targeting uh, older adults. It's important for people to understand that at this time, there is no vaccine, treatment, or cure for COVID-19. So everyone needs to ignore offers online or even in stores that claim to offer treatment or cure. Um, if you think you've been a victim of fraud, AARP has something called the AARP Fraud Watch Network. It's here to help, especially older adults in the community. You can call, call our toll-free, I'm going to get ready and give another phone number out, call our toll-free Fraud Watch Network helpline at 877-908-3360 to report a scam or for guidance and support, real-time guidance and support about what you're hearing, what someone asks you. Keep your 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 um, skeptic button at a high alert if, if it's We want to protect folks. You can also find out more information about fraud and the different kinds of scams that are circulating by visiting AARP's website at aarp.org. So um, we've really been so disheartened to see such a dramatic increase. We want everyone to stay alert, keep your pocketbooks closed, and call our number or visit our website if you have questions or concerns. Well, Edna, it has been absolutely fantastic having you on the pod today. Um, you're just so special to us. I want to wrap this up to make sure that everybody got all these numbers because, you know, I know you have family. I know you have your paper, your notebook out because, you know, all when you're listening to Dr. P on the pod, got to have a, a <laughs> notebook and got to have yeah. an ink, a pen. You know, that's my that's my mama, the teacher in me. Uh, so. Yeah. AARP Fraud Watch Network, Fraud Watch yeah. Network, 877-908-3360. That's AARP Fraud Watch Network, 877-908-3360. And then there's the Community Connection, Community Connection line, because you don't be feeling loneliness, feel like you're going to get crazy. Call somebody. Help! Help! Right. That right. number is 888-281-0145. Community Connections, 888-281-0145. Look out for that special newsletter coming out this week from the Bomb in Gilead in partnership with AARP. We're gonna be sharing great resources from AARP this week in our special newsletter. And when you get it, you go share it. You go send it everywhere. 
every single where. And if you miss all of this, you can always go to aarp.org. Hey, aarp. I got a link to it. aarp.org. Hot dog. I love it. Ed, right. thank you so much for being our guest on the pod, and I'm I'm going to make sure that you come back through here just as soon as we can. Oh, I'd love it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's, it's been great talking with you. Thank you, Edna. You be good and stay safe. Family, I hope you have uh, enjoyed uh, our time with our sister Edna Kane-Williams. And I know that our hearts are hurting. We have so, oh, that we are grieving the loss of so many. Uh, We are yet experiencing police brutality and just killing another brother. It's just, it's, you know, we, mm, 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 mm. But there is truly a bomb in Gilead. Yes, there is. There's a bomb in Gilead, and through it all, through it all, we have to hold on. We have to hold on to that same grace, that amazing grace that brought us through. The same grace that when we had to stand there, when folks lynched us, the same grace that got us through the 1918 flu pandemic, the same grace that brought us through police turning fire hoses on us, the same grace, the same grace that brought us through some stuff that we can't even talk about no more. If you know it, you know it, and if you don't, you don't. That same grace, that same amazing grace, we got to hold on to it. We got to hold on to it. We don't know how long COVID-19 is going to keep us social distancing. But one thing is for sure, there is no social distancing in amazing grace. We can hold on. It's right there with us. There is no social distancing. There's no social distancing with amazing grace. Back to be on the pine.